Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we've already prayed, so we just say, have your way in this experience today. Let your word go forth with power. Somebody holler, power. Let your word go forth with power tonight. Let your word go forth with strength tonight. And we thank you in advance for what you're going to do. Father, we've declared something supernatural is going to happen. What is supernatural? Something beyond what we can do. We declare that while we're in church, somebody's typing an email that's going to bless us. Let's go. We declare that while we're at church, somebody's making a decision that can bless us. Now, while we're giving you glory, you're changing the heart of somebody to turn towards us, to favor us for your glory. And we thank you that it is so. In Jesus' name, everybody shout hallelujah. So, guys, we're in the third week of our series called Power. And we've been looking at this scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 20. It says, for the kingdom of God does not consist in talk but in power. Which means God is not just a God that talks. God's a God that gets things done. This is important because if you see God as a God of rhetoric, you'll never know him as a God of results. You'll become very disenchanted with him because you will think that he's responsible for the lack of productivity and progress that you experience in life. Not realizing that's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is not a God that just sits up and says a whole lot. He's a God that does more than he says. Can I say it another way? It's a God whose walk is stronger than his talk. And I need you to know, watch this, that's what's happening in your life. The reason some of you are getting frustrated with the status quo, which actually translates to slow death in your life, is because you're saying, I am sick and tired of being sick and tired about some of the same issues in my life. Here's the reality. Every area of your life is not experiencing the same type of conditions. Sometimes in one area, you can be doing amazing, and in other areas, you cannot even want to look at it. Can we talk? Sometimes in one area of your life, you can be shouting and saying, this is amazing what God is doing. And in other areas of your life, you can be like, what the heaven, hell, and earth is going on in this part of my life? Can I get some honest people here on a Wednesday night? I can tell the truth that the reality is, is that sometimes you're greatest battle internally is that you look at one area of victory and can shout and look at another area of struggle and say what's going on 
What I need you to know is that God wants every area of your life to improve. I need you to know that God is not interested in just leaving you in a messed up, jacked up, tied up, tangled up situation. God wants to use that situation to get the glory out of your life. So why does he tell us that the kingdom of God is not just in talk, but it's in power? Because many people got sat, uh, uh, satisfied with just talking about the goodness of God and never seeing it. Listen to me. Many people got satisfied just talking about the greatness of God, the majesty of God, the power of God, and they never saw it. And so the Apostle Paul is writing to the Corinthian church and he tells them, I need y'all to not just be excited to talk about what God is going to do. I need you to be excited to see what God is going to do. Can I get you to lay your hands on yourself and release this over yourself? Say, God's about to show off. Oh, y'all sound like an army tonight. I I think we're going to get some work done in this place tonight. It ain't going to take that long. Can I get you to lay your hands on yourself again and say, he's going to show off in me. And sometimes to show off, you got to go through a valley. Sometimes to show off, you got to go through some struggles. Sometimes to show off, you got to go through some challenges. Can I be honest with you? I need you to stop being offended at your compliment. What's my compliment? Your warfare. I need you to stop being offended at the thing that's actually revealing to you just how great that you are. See, the only reason David had to face a Goliath is because there was a giant slayer in him. There was a king that was in him. And when you stop looking at your trouble and saying, why me? You'll realize that you're afflicted because you're gifted and your gift is where his power is about to show off holler power now we've learned uh, that power uh, is demonstrated in our process we've learned that power is demonstrated through prayer we've talked about that really over the last few messages and so the power of prayer we learn is between request and manifest we use uh, the uh, imagery of a drive-through and so when you go to a drive-thru, you go to the intercom and you place your order. The word pray means to ask. So when you're at a drive-thru, when you're placing your order, that's tantamount to prayer. Watch me. Once you place your order, you have now got to keep it moving because you've got to advance to the next stage. The issue that some people have in their frustration with prayer is that they stay at the ask. They never move in the process. So in other words, watch this. I'm begging God to do something I haven't taken any steps on. I'm begging God to do something I haven't taken any action on. So you're praying for a job. You ain't looking for one. You're praying for friends. You're not friendly, though. Y'all ain't talking. You're praying for a godly spouse. Let you go for catfish. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. You're praying for great things to happen, yet your mentality keeps you in abound in small things. You're wanting to see big results, but you're not willing to take big risks. Come on here. So I need you to hear me say, say the power of prayer is between request and manifest. All right, so Matthew 7 and 7, it shows us the process of prayer. It says, ask and it will be given to you, which means the moment you pray for it, uh, the, God has decided what, what it's going to be. So it's not like God is holding out uh, to see. God says, I've decided that that's what it is. The promises of God are yes and amen. Ask and it will be what? And it's right there. It's an open book test. And it will be what? Now, check this out. Some people are mad for stuff you never asked for. You are mad with God that you don't have something you never asked for. And you watch this. You place an expectation on God. Let me come for some of you who uh, watch this. Your expectations have begun getting rocked lately. You've placed an expectation on God for something you never asked for. So consequently, you're angry because you thought he should have knew what you meant when you said it, but you didn't say what you meant. Mm. You thought he should have known that when you prayed for a good day, that what that actually meant was that you were going to get an unexpected check in the mail. You didn't ask for an unexpected check. You prayed for a good day. So what happened? You woke up, your legs worked, your arms worked, you could breathe, you could talk, your eyes worked. You got what you asked for. I need you to touch somebody and tell them, say, you get what you asked for. 
Let's go, let's go, let's go. So sometimes you get frustrated and angry with God because you're like, God, you didn't give me this. And God is like, we never had an order for that. And watch this. That's like going to Chick-fil-A or Popeye's and just saying, you know, just give me what you got. And you get mad because they didn't give you one of them new chicken sandwiches. But you didn't ask for a new one. You just said, give me what you got. So you got leftovers and you got left. Because you weren't specific. I dare some of y'all tonight to watch this. Apologize to God for having an attitude with him because he gave you what you asked for. You asked for nothing, so you got. You asked generically, so you got generic. You asked to just be blessed, and he said, I've already done that. You asked to just be encouraged, so he encouraged you another day. Watch this. You didn't ask to get better because of the struggle. You just asked for the struggle to end. So when the struggle returns, watch this. You don't know what to do with it because you never asked to get better. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say, ask for it. And that's what I'll get. All right. Watch this. Ask. Then it says, seek. Seek what you said. Uh, he says, seek it and you'll find it. So if we use that same analogy, at the first window, I got to ask. And then after that, I've got to put my car in drive. And when I put my car in drive, I've got to advance. I got to go seek what I asked for. So why do I go to the window? I go to the window because I'm expecting they're going to have what I just prayed for. They're going to have what I just ordered. They're going to have what I just asked for. So consequently, is I've got to make movement forward. Can I get you to lay their hands on yourself? Tonight, most of your talking ain't going to be to your neighbor. It's going to be to you. Can I get you to say this over yourself? Say, keep it moving. You're like, it ain't happened yet. Keep it moving. Well, it looks like it's getting worse after I pray. Keep it moving. Well, it looks like people are coming against me. Good. That means you're close. Keep it moving. When you go to the drive-thru, you got to keep it moving. And you know what happens? When we get behind you, and watch this, and you're still at the intercom, watch this, after you've already placed your order, you know what happens? People get an attitude with you. The reason people get an attitude with you is because in their mind, they're saying, listen, you've already placed your order. Why are you stuck at, when, at the first place? What happens for many people is that all you've done, watch this, is make a request, but you've never sought anything in the direction of your request. So you pray to be a business owner, watch this, but you don't seek business resources. Okay, you prayed to be a millionaire, watch this, but you didn't seek resources on how to do that. So you're sitting back just waiting to wake up one day and check your balance and it's going to be some extra commas in there. That's not how this works. You're saying, Lord, restore my family, yet you the main one raising hell. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You, in fact, are the reason your family is messed up in the first place. Y'all ain't talking. And so watch this. You the one raising hell. And so don't nobody want to come around you because every time they come around you and Jackie and them, they know it's going to be some mess. Who's Jackie? It's just a name I messed up, uh, picked up. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say, I got to seek what I prayed for. Which means after I pray for it, I got to go on a hunt for it. I'm going to preach tonight. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, prayed for, and the evidence of things not seen, which means I can't see it yet. But because I said it, I know it's ahead of me. If I keep it moving, I'm about to find it any minute. And I need you to get encouraged. Watch this, because for some of you, you're closer than you think. And I need you not to give up now. I need you not to punk out now. I need you not to throw in the towel now. It would be a sad story for you to get this close and miss it just because you didn't keep your seat. Somebody say, Lord, strengthen my seek. And here's what happens. When you're seeking, you can feel like Leah. Leah got so weary and Leah got so tired that the Bible says her eyes were there. Uh, and, and ladies, not I taught about this, that the name Leah means weary and tired. And if you grew up in church, you were often taught that Leah had an issue with her eyes. This is the, her eyes were delicate. But it doesn't actually, the, the word that's used there in Hebrew, the language 
of our Old Testament doesn't actually mean that Leah had an issue with her eyes per se. It means that Leah's eyes grew weary. She was tired, which means everything she saw, she saw it through a tired and a weary lens. Stop. Which means her seek was tired and weary. So she was like, I'm not even looking for nothing good to come out of this today because I'm Leah. Y'all not saying that to me. And I pray that if there's a Leah on your roll, you're going to be the one that snatches them out of that. When Leah got tired and weary, she wasn't even looking for anything good. She wasn't expecting anything good. And I pray that you're not the type of person, watch this, that aims low and hits it because you don't want to aim high and miss it. Leah was tired and she was weary. She was five miles past empty. Anybody ever, anybody ever, let's tell the truth. Anybody here ever rode the light, the gaslight? And if you don't know nobody in your section that's ever done that, somebody lying. You have been like, I'm good, I'm good. I got, look, I got to leave. I'm going to get, what's this? I'm going to get it in the morning. And you wake up in the morning and you turn that thing on and you're like, Jesus. Come on, Lord, I need a miracle, Lord. Come on, move, move, Lord, move. Lord, free up the lines. Let the lines unfreeze and let the glass flow. I, hey, 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 I feel gas flowing. Some of y'all who planning to do that tonight, get your gas tonight. Because some of y'all was like, nah, I'm going to get it in the morning. Get your hands tonight. Watch, watch, watch. Leah, Leah was so tired that she starts making bad decisions. Her bad decisions, watch me, have names. Her bad decisions have names because every child she produces when she's tired and weary has a name. Which means, watch this, if we're honest, we can name your bad decisions. Because your seat got tired and your seat got weary. And when you get tired and weary, you begin to make bad decisions. You'll birth out things. Watch this. So you'll say, I guess this is what God wants, but that's not what I asked for. You missed what I just said. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I rebuke tired and weary. And here's the thing. Some areas of your life, you can be on fire. And other areas of your life, you can be Leah. But tonight, watch this. What's amazing to me, here it is. We're about to shift this room. What got Leah out of being tired and weary and making bad decisions is when she got to Judah. When she got to Judah, which means praise, all of a sudden something shifted in her. And she says, I'm no longer making these bad decisions because I'm tired and weary. She says, this time I will praise the Lord. There it is. I need somebody to know tonight that watch this. What's really been going on is that the enemy wanted to shut down your praise. Because if he could shut down your praise, let's tell the truth. When we're tired and weary, we don't want to praise. Matter of fact, when we're tired and weary, sometimes we'll intentionally get to church late because we'll say, I don't want to hear all that singing. I don't want to do all that. No, you lift your hands. You dance. You clap. You shout. And I need everybody in this building. I need you to let the enemy know that watch this. What he tried ain't going to work because you're about to get you a Judah in this place. On the count of three, I need everybody to just go wild and release Judah. What is Judah? Praise. One, two, three. Go. Come on, in this building and online, come on, come on, say, Lord, I praise you, say, Lord, I praise you, say, Lord, I bless you, just the voices for five seconds, go. Three, come on, two. Uh-uh, you ain't gonna get weary, you ain't gonna get weary, you ain't gonna get weary, you ain't gonna get weary. Say yes, Lord. So your seat gets weak 
And sometimes you can feel like Leah. And Leah, she was weak, and she kept making bad decisions until she got to Judah. And when she learned, watch this, that nothing's going to shut down my praise. Praise becomes a conduit. See, praise, watch this, isn't the answer. It leads you to the answer. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? See, praise alone, once I shout, now I got to go seek. Once I clap, now I got to go conquer. Come here. Once I give God glory, I got to go get it. And I need you to know you're sitting next to a go-getter. I need you to know. I need you to know you ain't sitting next to somebody that's just about to sit back and settle. You sit next to somebody that's a go-getter. That's why their energy offends weak people. That's why their energy offends whack people. Whack is an urban colloquialism that means they ain't about nothing, they ain't going nowhere, ain't going to be nothing, they ain't trying to do nothing. And I need you to know you sit next to a go-getter. So don't be mad because I got mine. You should have got yours. Hmm? Touch your neighbor. I feel like preaching to me. Touch your neighbor on the shoulder. Say, I'm going to get mine. Say, so you better get yours. Not yours. Yours. That's how we say it in this South. Don't be mad when your neighbor driving something that you wouldn't go get. Don't be mad that your neighbor living somewhere that you wouldn't go get. Don't be mad that your neighbor's close to Jesus and you want it to be, but you wouldn't go get it. Release this. Say, Lord, I'm coming to get it. I feel like preaching in here today. Say, Lord, I'm coming to get it. Say everything that's mine. Say, I'm coming to get it. I'm coming to get it. Yeah, the devil should have killed you when you were suicidal. You ain't no more. He should have got you when you ready to give up. You ain't no more. He should have got you when you said, I can't take it anymore. But you're not at that place anymore. You're about to go get yours. Somebody say, I'm coming to get it. Excuse me. You do whatever you got to do. I just got to go for myself, so. Because some of you have been having conversations with yourself saying, I'm not doing it. <laughs> saying it's too much. You've been saying, I'm overwhelmed. Shut up. You are not. You're about to go get it. You're about to go get it. You're about to go. Let me change it. You ain't about to do nothing. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm Shout right there. Go. <laughs> On the way. Be there by mom. All right, watch. Ask. <laughs> See. It's <laughs> Knock. <laughs> and watch this. Here's why, here's why the Lord had me talk about milk, wine, and, and poison on Monday. Because watch this. For some of you, the reason you couldn't go get it was because of who was in the car with you. And some of you had milk people around you and they got spoiled because they knew when you went to get yours, they wasn't going to be able to... Some of you have poison around you. And they didn't like the fact that you've been coming to church like you've been coming. 
They didn't like the fact that you've been praying like you've been praying. You've been giving like you've been giving. Let's go here. You've been serving like you've been serving. They didn't like that. So every time you say, I'm going to get it, they would hold up and stay upstairs talking about they still getting ready. Follow the analogy. There's some people that ain't ready and you need to tell them you're getting left behind. You should have came with me when the door was open. We got to go now. Let me, let me, let me preach this Bible. Somebody say, Lord, strengthen my seek. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. Come here. Ask, seek, knock. So here it is. Once I praise, praise, that's not the answer. That gives me the strength to go seek. You hear what I'm saying? Once you worship, you need to get in your whip and make it happen. Whip is an urban colloquialism that means automobile. Got to make it happen. Watch this. For some of you, watch this. In the next 10 minutes, you, 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 some of you need to get your pen and pad ready. Because in just a minute, you're about to get strategy. Yeah. Literally, while you're sitting in church, God's about to start downloading information. And you're going to hear the word. And as you hear the word, something's going to click in your mind that makes you say, Red Robin, yum. No endorsement intended. Watch me. You, you're going to start writing, and all of a sudden, you're going to hear a word that's going to trigger something. Yesterday, I was talking to somebody, and I was we were talking about something totally innocuous, something totally different. And they said a word, and I said, wait a minute. I had to go over to my laptop, and they said, what are you doing? I said, I, I just heard a whole lot. They said, I said, you said one word, but the one word you said opened the door of something that I've been thinking about. So while you're sitting in church tonight, I just need you to lift your hand and say, Lord, download strategy. Here it is. Ask, seek, knock. Here it goes. Knock, knock we learned on Sunday. It means I got to try. So using that same analogy, I says, ask. I'm at the intercom. I place the order. That means to pray. Then I seek. I got to move forward in the direction of what I ordered. Some of you are not moving in the direction of what you ordered. You're moving in the direction that the line's trying to move you. Come here, come here, come here. Come here, come here. Why he do all that? Because it's so good to me. If I don't do that, I don't, it, it just gets so good to you. Huh? Watch. So here's what happens. Come here. Here's what happens. Come on. He asked the Lord to use you. Y'all been getting a lot of playtime lately on, on the stage. Good. He won't end because from what I hit it, never mind. I was going to talk about a team in our city. Um, here's the deal. So I place my order. Hello, my serve you. Let me get that. Uh, make your order, y'all. Really? How you gonna look at me like you don't know? See, this is the problem. Some of y'all don't even know what you want. Some of you are mad at God and you don't even know what you want. I just want to have a good day. That ain't specific. You ain't praying for nothing. That's your neighbor say, tell them what you want. I got my, my Drew Hill boots on, too. I can't shout at them. I got to pick my foot up and put it down. Watch. It's rubber bottoms. Watch. Can't, see, I can't give them glory, so I got I to gotta give them this type of prayer. I got to give them high knee praise. There you go. Amen. They're going to work out the same time. I got to give them jumping jack praise. Watch. I'm going forward. Touch your neighbor say, keep it moving. Keep it moving. You keep it moving. And here's the deal. One of them restaurants... It's not a straight line. 
to go get your order. You know that which I speak of. At one of them restaurants, they route you over here. The problem is, what I want is over here. Uh-uh, you missed it. Some of y'all need to learn, watch this, you're aggressive at the wrong people. Some of you don't know when to use your aggressive. And you use it, watch this, at people instead of in the spirit. And so you got to have... Oh, God, you got a bad attitude with people, and you need to take that anger out on the enemy. Because, see, you mad. Watch this. He didn't rerouted you over here. And you need to learn, touch the neighbor and say, get bold against the enemy. And when you get rerouted, you're like, uh-uh, what I want is over there. So what I'm going to need you to do is back up off me, get up out the way, because I'm going to get what I prayed for. I'm going to get what I asked for. What are you saying to me, Bishop? Don't be fighting with people. You need to learn how to fight in the spirit. That's why we pray. Watch this. So when we pray, watch this. God will deal with some stuff that I can see, and he'll deal with it in a way that I can't see. Come here. God will knock some folk down that were trying to come against you. He'll make them have a dream. That makes them turn their hearts towards you so that when they wake up, they're favoring you. And they're like, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know why I'm doing you like this. But something in me just said I got to do it. Let me tell you what I did. When I prayed, God checked you in your sleep. Come in. When I prayed, God checked you when you were laying down. And I didn't even have to fight you because the God I serve runs. Thank you. Somebody say, ask Signak. I got to finish. Say, ask Signak. Say it again. Say, ask Signak. He says, if you knock. So the first thing, I got to try. And then on Sunday, we learned that uh, if a giant opens the door, then the next knock is to knock him. Go look at that message. Here it is. I gave you um, three positions of prayer. Mark 14, 38. Jesus says this. Watch, which means position yourself and pray that you won't enter into temptation. He says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Put it on the screen. It is Mark chapter 14, verse number 38. It says watch and pray. Touch your neighbor and say do both. Watch, we've learned, is the word, it also means to position yourself. It means to position yourself to look out for something dangerous. You know, the thing that, I, that some Christians have is that they become very, very passive when they meet the Prince of Peace. And he's not even that way. The Bible says that, you know, a lot of times people say, God is just all about peace. No, that's not what the Bible says. Jesus says, I didn't come to bring peace. Jesus said, I came to bring a sword. He said, he said, and it's going to separate some families. He said, mother will be against daughter. He said, father will be against son. He said, because watch this, the fight's going to be about who's going to do right by me, the Lord. God says, and if you pick them over me, have them. If they're more important, then put me first, have them. And, and pray to them when you get sick. Pray to them when you got an issue. Let them get you out because you put them in front of me. That's what Jesus said. Now, look, 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 look. So these positions, Mark 14, 38. Watch, position yourself and pray that you may not enter into temptation. And we learn, so Jesus, just to give you context, Jesus is um, with his guys, and he's, he brought the 12 or 11 at this point because Judas was MIA. Be careful of who's missing when you're hurting. Be careful at who knows you're going through, and they don't care you're going through. Be careful. Watch this. It's amazing to me 
how people, I, I said this on prayer, it's amazing as a pastor, you have to pray that God guards your heart. And, and, and if you're a pastor, you can't struggle with rejection or abandonment because you will literally watch people that you birthed, birthed, nursed, did all this. You will literally watch them turn and piss on you. And, and then when you say, stop pissing on me, they'll go talk about you. Because you decided the piss party was over. First mistake was thinking I was like most pastors. Huh? So what happens is, what happens is, what happens is, you got to pray for that because if you're not careful, you can go bitter and you can hate people. And you can't pastor people if you hate them. You, you, that wouldn't, well, you, you know, that's going to be tough. Everybody sit down. <laughs> Open your Bibles. She ain't got about to tell her. <laughs> Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Jesus was at the Garden of Gethsemane. And at the Garden of Gethsemane, y'all still with me? At the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus is going through a tough moment. Gethsemane means crushing and blessing. It's a place of pressing and blessing at the same time. It's the oil press where something gets put, pressure gets put on it so that something can be extracted out of it. Jesus is there. Judas ain't. Because Judas was never there when Jesus needed him the most. He only shows up when the crowd is there to see him doing it. He's only there when other people get to see him do it because the truth is, is he doesn't like to serve. He likes to be seen. He likes to walk around with his keys. He walks, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. He likes to walk around with his access. He likes to walk around with his badge. He likes to walk around feeling and looking important because he doesn't actually want to serve Jesus. He wants to watch this come up on Jesus' back. Be careful that the people who are around you watch this because they're, they, watch this, they're drawn to the stuff you got. Y'all ain't said nothing. Watch this. For every anointed person in the room, which is who you're sitting next to, be careful because watch this. The anointing is oil. And you want to know what oil attracts? Flies. So Jesus is in this moment. He moves a little further. He takes Peter, James, and John with him. And, um, and he says, y'all watch and pray with me for an hour. Jesus comes back a few times. And these jokers are asleep. All right? And, here's, and Jesus rebukes them, and he says, listen, watch and pray so you don't enter into temptation. What's the temptation? To abort the process. Watching and praying, watch this, if you're not careful, can tire you. No, watching and praying, which means I'm taking a defensive position and an offensive position at the same time. Because i got to advance and then protect. Advance, then protect. Here's what happens. Many times you advance and you drop your guard. Touch and say, don't drop your guard this time. You advance and then protect. You advance and then protect. And here's what it says. Watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. What's the temptation if three guys are sitting on the side of the mountain praying and they keep falling asleep? To abort the process. Watch this. You will fall asleep. Watch this on your watch. You'll fall asleep on your watch. So it says, watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. He says, your spirit knows what to do. Your flesh gets weak. And when it gets weak, it no longer wants to seek. When it gets weak, it says it's not worth it. When it gets weak, it says I can't do this anymore. I need you to lay your hands on yourself say, but you've got this. <laughs> say it again. Say, but you've got this. So I gave you three watch positions. The first was prayer with fasting. The second was corporate prayer. The third was prayer with sowing. I want to give you a few more today. Let's go to Luke chapter 17. We're going to close this word out. Y'all ready to ride? Let's go. Luke 17 and 12. Come on. Y'all get in the lack. Let's go. Luke 17, 12. 
As he entered a village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance. I may not finish the message because what I have to deal with right here is going to be very pastoral. Uh, what does that mean? I got to just deal with some very direct things here, but let me be very clear. Their issues picked their circle. They picked friends with the same problems as them. Watch me. As a pastor, listen to me, please. As a pastor, listen, I watch people come to church, be on fire, make progress, then find other lepers in church and make the other lepers their friend and make up their progress, mess up their progress. Touch your neighbor, say, check your circle for lepers. And if they, watch this, and if they got an attitude, leper, let's go on and find where they at in the place. Touch your neighbor, say, check your circle for lepers. Because if this is a hospital, everybody in here, watch this, is in different stages of treatment. But everybody in here is in treatment. So I need you, one, not to say, that's why I don't go to church. That's crazy. People on your job got issues. People in your family got issues, and you still go. People on the road can't drive, especially in Denver, and you still drive. I need you not to play that game with God. But let me go on and help you because you need some help. The reality is everybody in here ain't at the same level of growth as you. And you need to learn how to see a leper and say, I love you, but I love you from over here. You ain't riding with me you ain't coming with me we ain't eating nowhere because you are the their issues pick their friends as a pastor it's a difficult thing to watch somebody be on fire and do great and then find the leper what is a leper? A leprosy is the disease of the nervous system, which means they can't feel when they're bleeding. They can't feel when they're cut. They can't feel when they're hurting. So what do they do? They bleed on the people around them. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, don't let nothing take your fire. Come here. Say, nothing's taking my fire. Their issues pick their friends. Their issues pick their friends. If I'm honest with you, your circle tells your issues. You ain't going to say nothing to me? Let's go then. <laughs> your issues pick your circle. Because watch this. Many times you're not drawn to who they are. You're drawn to the fact that y'all got the same struggle. So you don't like your mama, she don't like her mama, y'all friends now. And ain't nobody trying to get healed. Y'all ain't saying, I, I will throw this microphone, play with me up in this church. Huh? You don't like to follow protocol. They don't like to follow protocol. Now y'all got a non-following protocol little clan together. You don't tie, they don't tie, so now y'all got to, I don't really believe in that. That's why you're struggling. Free me. Free me. Give us us free. Just your neighbor say, we bought the whole plantation. Tell them. <laughs> Some of y'all get it in the morning. None of them could get free because they all had the same issue. And I need you to hear me. 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 Whenever you decide, because we're about to watch one of the guys that got free, but whenever you decide to get free, your greatest issue in your ass seeking not is that when you're seeking, the other lepers are going to question your seek. 
Why are you trying to do this? Why are you trying to do that? Why are you trying to do this? And they're asking all them questions, making statements and assuming. Ooh, let's go. They stood at a distance. Leprosy is the lack of the ability to feel pain. So thus you lose your extremities due to repeated injuries that go undetected. And initially in, in, infections, watch me, are without symptoms and can remain for 5 to 20 years. This is so much depth, I may not finish the message because it says that there are repeated injuries that, that go undetected. And sometimes, watch this, you get so used to having to, watch this, you get so used to keeping it moving that as you're keeping it moving, you never checked for bleeding. You ever looked at your hand and saw that you were cut and you're like, where did this come from? And the only reason you know that you were cut is because you felt a little, little salt hit that wound. You put a little sanitizer on and I, I already know about that. I'm going to keep using it. Okay. Um, it makes me feel better. Until I run out and I get something else. Um, <laughs> um, you don't even know that you're cut. You ever cut one of your legs and you didn't know you were cut and you go to the beach in Tampa Bay, <laughs> personal story, and you go to the beach in Tampa Bay and you're getting in that water and you're like, God, no! You didn't even know you were cut. Consequently, what leprosy does is you get infected, you didn't know you're infected. Ooh, let's go here. Lay your hands on yourself say, Lord, show me where I'm bleeding. Come here. Come on, come on, be real so you can heal. Say, Lord, show me where I'm cut. Because if you don't know that you're bleeding and cut, you will bleed on other people, and you will make other people responsible for you. And listen to me, grown people, ain't nobody got to put up with your attitude. Ain't nobody got to put up with you. I'm having a bad day. Ain't nobody got to put up with your stuff. Y'all don't like this here. It got real. Watch, watch. It's the first time all is well. Let's go. Verse 13, it's Wednesday. You came hungry, so let me feed you. <laughs> People talk about I'm burnt out. No, you're malnourished. You ain't burnt out. You just need to eat. Touch your name and say, sit down and eat something. This is why in the South, wherever you would go to somebody's house, Big Mama and them, Auntie something, so-and-so and them, they say, baby, come on, sit down and eat. You could have just had an 18-course meal at somebody else's house, and they'll say, sit down and eat. Why? Because they knew that, watch this, you don't know where your journey's going to take you. You don't know where you're going to end up, and you got to make sure you stay fed. Because if you don't stay fed, you'll call yourself burnout. You ain't burnt out, you're hungry. Let your neighbor say, eat tonight. Eat tonight. Here it is. I'm done. Almost. Verse 13. And lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Stop. How'd they know who he was? They know who he was, and they were still struggling. They knew who he was, and they still had issues. What kept them in their issues? Their circle. Saying, Jesus, have mercy, watch this, on us. So now, watch this. It ain't their issue individually. They're saying, Lord, if you're going to do it, do it for all of us. Here's the question. But who around you ain't ready to be right? Who around you ain't ready to be healed? You trying to pull people with you, watch this, that don't want to get better. Come here. You trying to pull people with you that don't want to improve. I pray that, watch this, everybody around you wants better. Everybody around you wants to improve. Everybody around you is celebrating your progress. Watch. Have mercy on us. That's a prayer. Ask. Stay with me. Say ask. Watch this. 
Then, verse 14, when he saw them, he said to them. So what does that mean? He heard them before he saw them. He heard them before he saw them. When he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourself to the priests. Stop. Jesus said, go to church. Jesus never said, be healed. He sent them to the pastor and said, as you go to church, you'll be cleansed. Stop. Ask. Seek. What's this seek? Over time. Woo. When he said to them, he said, go show yourself to the priest. So they, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Go on to church. And go now tell Reverend. And uh, no. <laughs> he said, he said, go to church. Touch him. He said, go to church. He says, go to church and show yourself. Watch this. Keep. Watch this. Keep yourself right in front of the pastor. That word "show" means prove yourself to him by constant display. Jesus said, go prove yourself. To the pastor. By constant display. Which means every time he look out there. Getting healed today. Getting healed today. Gonna serve today. Highly healy ho. Let's go. Gonna get mine. This time. Slide to the right. Slide to the left. Crisscross. Your neighbor said, have fun in church, please. Like, that ain't just to do that. Yes. Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, listen to me, they didn't get healed at ask. They got healed as, their, as they sought. And as they kept going, their seek became a knock. Because when they got to the church, to be declared leprosy free, a doctor couldn't do it. In the Bible, you couldn't go to a doctor and say, Dr. Luke said, I'm cleansed. Luke was a doctor. Some of y'all know a different doctor. Luke. You couldn't say, you couldn't say, Dr. Luke said, I'm cleansed. The only person who could say that you were cleansed from leprosy was, was the man of God. So watch this. He said, go show him. And as you go do what I said, ask, their seek became a knock. Watch this. When they kept doing it. And as they kept walking, wait a minute. Look, man, look at your hand. Man, look, man, look good, too. Let's go old school. I looked at my feet. <laughs> and they did, too. I don't know the rest of the words, but I... I reckon the whole body was cleansed. Somebody say, ask, seek not. Take this out. Verse 15. Here's the message. <laughs> then one of them, when he saw he was healed, watch, he turned around. Touch the neighbor and say, turn around. turn around. Who helped you to get where you're at that you won't even acknowledge? <laughs> he... He, he went back. He, he kept walking. His seat became a knot. Ask, seek not. Come on. 
and I'm getting ready to close. And when one saw that he was healed, no, well, they's on it today. They knew they'd be frying fish in the morning. When he saw he was healed, he said, wait a minute, dude, I've been like this for who knows how long. And I'm healed now. Watch his circle. The other nine said, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. He said, mm -mm. I don't want to get back into, watch this, what gave me leprosy in the first place. Notice their prayer, y'all. And can I preach this thing like I want to? They prayed for mercy. What is mercy? You're asking God to stop something negative you do deserve, which means however they got their leprosy, they deserve to have it. Come here. Which means they did something to get in that mess. And this man said, listen, circle, I'm not going back to that. And some of y'all need to tell some people, I'm not going back to that. I'm not going back to that way of living. I'm not going back to that way of talking. I'm not going back to that way of speaking. Come here. I ain't going back to the drugs. I ain't going back to the drinking. I'm, I'm not going back to that. Then, and I ain't judging nobody. Touch your name and say, because we all works in progress. One of them saw he was here. He turned back. And look what he did, y'all. He praised God with a what? He wanted everybody to know. <laughs> Let me make it practical. He, he wasn't sh scared to go invite other people to the place. He didn't mind going to Walmart and witnessing the people at the Walmart. Huh? He didn't mind. Because he was like, do y'all know what God has done for me? So he praises God and he loud. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And they look at him like. And imagine, his circle looking at him like, watch this. And that was proof he never fit with them. Shut up. Because they couldn't shout and celebrate with his victory. It's quiet in here. Watch. Say, everybody needs to know. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Watch. Worship is a knock. Thankfulness is a knock. Inviting people to church is a knock. But he fell on his face. Somebody said that's worship. And it's also humility. He, he was like, look, I ain't studying these people looking at me. Would you just encourage somebody next to you say, I want you to know that if you don't like the way I praise, so that's your problem. And I don't believe in all that shouting. Fine. Hallelujah. But watch me do it. I got to finish. Now, he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Can I get everybody in this building and everybody online to say, thank you, Jesus. Watch what happened, though. When he got whole, his circle couldn't handle him. I need you to catch this, please. If you could skip down to verse 19, I'm going to come back to verse, uh, well, let me just go and finish it. Uh, let me go and finish. Let's stay, uh, stay there at 16. 
And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now, he was a Samaritan. You know what Samaritan means? Unchurched. You know what Samaritan means? Samaritan, there was an ethnic thing, but there was also a spiritual thing. It's amazing to me how many people can be brand new to us and have breakthrough and testimony. And some folk that's been around it for a while, you made it common and you're not thankful. And so somebody can be brand new from Canada and get a breakthrough. And you're like, when mine coming? Because you never, you didn't say thank you. Watch me. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. He was a Samaritan. Only one out of ten actually got there. Because them other dudes, let me tell you what they did as soon as they went to church. You clean? You clean? We going out tonight, man, to celebrate this here. I'm just going to have a little something to celebrate. Take the edge off. Say amen to me. And I'm not knocking celebration. But what they were going to do is walk right back into what he got them out of. Bishop, how do you know all of that from the text? You don't know that they did. Yes, I do. Let me help. Look at verse 17. Then Jesus answered, we're not ten cleansed. Where the nine at? So here's what I, this just amazes me. Jesus called out the unthankful people. Look, verse eight, 18. Was no one found? To return and give praise to God except this foreigner? He said, so to get some appreciation, I had to go get somebody that just met me? Because since you've been saved for five years, you feel like I owe you? Because you've been, y'all ain't talking, because you've been saved for a little bit. You feel like I owe you something, my son, my daughter? Here's the end of the verse, and we're going to shout and give God glory. And he said to him, get up, rise. His humility was his come up. Some people can't come up because their pride is a heavy weight. And so when God would do something for him, he doesn't do something for him because he's like, man, because you're going to get arrogant, so let's just keep it moving. He says, and go watch this, and go, go back to your circle. Talk to me, Wednesday. Go back to your friends. Go back to them. Mm-mm. He said, you go over here. He said, you go your way. He said, because if you go back with them, they're going to have the issue again. Bishop, how do you know that, though? It's right here in the next part of the verse. Your faith has made you well. Y'all, let's close this message out. And let me get you out so you can go get your gas. Somebody say, we closing right here. Somebody say, we closing right here. Say it one more time. Say, we closing right here. The Bible says the others were cleansed. But the word cleansed is different than the word he said, your faith has made you well. Well is a Greek word, sozo. Sozo means that there's no longer the place. Let me say it this way. Cleanse means that the exterior issue, the fruit, is good. But it never fixed the root or the internal issue 
that drew you to the circle that gave you the leprosy in the first place. Come here, Wednesday. So what happens is Jesus says, don't go back around them because they are lepers. So part of your knock means you got to find a new circle. Part of your knock means you got to find some people, watch this, who don't have those same issues and don't want those same issues anymore. Because your faith, foreigner, that's what he called him, has made you sozo. Which means not only are you clean, but the internal issue that created the problem in the first place, I healed that too. Which means your taste is changing. Your appetite is changing. What you want out of life is changing. What you want out of the people around you is changing. Some of you are downsizing your circle, but you're about to increase this value. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? This man ask, seek, knock. He just gave us several knocks. And he gets up off of his face. And he goes. And as he goes, God says, you're whole now. Which means they won't see it the way you see it anymore. Because you're whole. They still thirsty. You're not. They still feel dissatisfied. You don't. They still want to always be right. You, that's not your fight anymore. Somebody say, Lord, make me whole. Can we practice what he did? Thankfulness. Um, any thankful people in here? Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do, 
I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.